We got some breeze beats. We got some breeze beats. They're coming in hot, so ready or not for breeze bits. Mmm, bits. All right, we're dipped in. We're, we're fully dipped in. We're dipped in? We are fully dipped in. This is unbelievable. This Couple is it. Couple false starts again. This is it. We had a false start. We couldn't figure out. We had an echo problem. Unlimited. It was, it was an unlimited echo. And we couldn't figure out what it was. And it turned out that Jesse just had his headphones too loud. Too loud. I was had that. It's unbelievable. I guess I'm starting to lose my hearing. Uh, I, I had it on max, max volume. Now I'm going to have to fight for every inch to hear you. Mad Max. <laughs> Fury. Tyson Fury. Yeah. It's, it's great to be here. Welcome to Braze Bits, everybody. I hope Welcome you guys to, can hear us loud and clear. Welcome to Braze Bits. Jesse's a 70-year-old man. I, what? And Lancey, speak up. <laughs> Lancey, talk to me. Episode 33, Lancey. You're like, uh, you're hard of hearing. I, I, I pictured an older version of you by yourself at a Jewish deli <laughs> eating a corned beef. I don't know why corned beef, but corned beef and yelling at someone just like indiscriminately yelling at someone to, who's got the mustard yeah, ask yeah. me a pickle <laughs> yeah. someone's got the, who's hogging the mustard yeah welcome I'll to braze bits everybody welcome this, to braze bits episode 33 we made it lance we made it this to 33 a, we made it to 33 it, that's a good a nice age it's a nice age the meltdown yeah i almost had a meltdown at the start of this episode uh number 33 patrick ewing patrick chewing i'm starting to get a little agitated he has snickers Patrick Chewing. Yeah, don't get get dunked on by Patrick Chewing. That was one of my favorite commercials. Those are a great series of commercials. Those are hilarious. Yeah. Uh, they, Snickers does have good commercials. Like the, uh, I do like the, you're, uh, like you're not yourself when you're hungry and they have people turn into like divas. Yeah, that's fantastic. That's how I feel when I'm hungry. I can't picture you being a diva. Well, I just get very, I can't focus on anything. Kate always thinks it's really funny. Like, you know, I, I never really get that rattled by things, but sometimes I'm just super, super hungry and I just can't function. Yeah, I get, I eat. Makes I just sense. get very, yeah, I get very agitated. I'm just like, I, I have to eat. I can't think about it. I'm very single track minded. Like I can't, I'm, I'm focused on the pod now. I can't focus on anything else. Humans. Like we're not meant to multitask, I don't think. Right. Especially, and I don't. This might I might get canceled, but figure might as well get canceled within the first five minutes of the app. Please but do. I think men are biologically wired to just be solely focused on stuff because it may have something to do with hunter gather. <laughs> like, like well, no, I, I'm kind of like I'm serious. When I know, you know we, we, we talked about this. We talked about how we, like, we probably men did. can't be touching their emotions so they can go to war and kill people. Well, that's different, but it's on the it's, same. It's it's on the same. That's later <laughs> men conditioning. This is prehistoric or whatever. When if you're out hunting, you have to be hyper aware of like if you hear something. So like if, if I hear a noise that if I'm focused on something and I hear some sort of other noise, I, I get very jumpy. Uh, I'm just like locked in, and I think you had to be locked in to in order to kill an animal or to make sure that you were as present as possible, so you wouldn't get killed. Because right. if you're focused on something else, then and you're not focused on everything that's going on in that moment, then you have a much higher likelihood to be killed. Right. And then women, Absolutely. 
women, you know, gathering stuff, you, there's kind of a lot of different things you had to be aware of at the same time. And I feel like women generally, obviously generalization, are better, much better at multitasking than men. Oh, this sounds like and a maybe bit. that's the reason. Sounds like a men versus woman bit. Yeah. Tory Hunter. Are, men are crazy. <laughs> men are men are loco. For loco. What do, I, I like that, the hunting versus gathering. I, besides gathering the like, – what else would women be gathering? Just, just gathering everything? Gathering the kids up? Gathering the food? Gathering the – Gathering – like ga- foraging. So like gathering uh, berries. Like berries and, and uh, nuts and basically everything that wasn't the meat. Gotcha. gotcha. As far as I understand it. Right. And you have well, to be aware of like, oh, is this berry a poison? Is this leaf Erickson? <laughs> Stuff like that. Ryan Leaf. Yeah. This is this is unbelievable. We're, we're getting into it already. We are. Fantastic. Like you got any, I got some meal prep that I wanted to share prior to the pod. Uh, number one, I'm, I'm, I'm violating our, our no clicking Wow, Lance is way over on the clicks. Yeah, so if you do listen to the pod, you've probably noticed since we've gone in this virtual, permanent virtual mode. Because remember, remember when we were in lockdown initially, and we're like, things are going to open back up. Yeah, remember when we were, we were the last episode we recorded in person? You were like, I'm thinking about postponing my uh, album recordings. Like, why? Why are you doing that? <laughs> yeah, why would you do that? Yeah, I, I do remember that, and. Uh, I postponed. Uh, I postponed it. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but so number one, a few episodes ago in our top nine breads, we talked about ciabatta, and I had said that I don't love ciabatta because it makes you do homework. Sure did. Right. Yeah. And I still have that stance. However, yesterday night, Kate, my wife, made turkey burgers. On ciabatta, ooh, scrumptious, as well as eggplant fries, which were tremendous. But ooh, delectable, yeah, delectable, indeed. healthy and nutritious. They're delectable. They should be running for president because they're very delectable. <laughs> but anyway, the ciabatta on a burger, I really think, is the move because the burger soaks like the the what the toughness of the ciabatta gets soaked up by the juiciness of the burger and then but the outside of the ciabatta is firm so it's not going to be it's not going to be compromised necessarily sure. like the soft part is going to be soaked but the the bottom part is going to kind of hold its own still sure. and it makes for a great burger bread that sounds that's a, I never think I've had a ciabatta burger but would you say that the ciabatta is like the spark notes to the or the burger is more than the spark notes to the ciabatta's homework it kind of ed- takes off the edge of the of the work i said that ciabatta ciabatta just tries to it tries to do too much or it, no not it doesn't try to do too much it demands too much of you it's like the teacher it's who thinks that it's your laborious. subject a lot is of the chewing. only subject yeah a lot of chewing a lot of chewing but way, i almost i almost want to be chewing more with a burger i want to i want to be slowed down because sometimes i'll wolf down a burger wolf of wall street a burger not enjoy it but if, if you give me a chewier bread i'll slow down i'll enjoy it more i fall in love with the process sixers i like that i ha- i do have to mention this is just for us but where we record on this uh clean feed and i see you on skype but your face is like a mosaic 
It's all it's in all different places. It's that's, I guess it's the delayed connection. No, that's just my face right now. I'm, I'm I feel yeah. like I'm a little uh, I'm I'm a little erratic and manic right now. My face is all over the place. You're like a puzzle I got to put together. Please do. It, yeah, it does say we have a poor connection, but I guess. I, something might be up with my internet. There was a, I don't know if you saw, there's a tornado yesterday. I did not see it. There's a tornado on the Lower East Side. I mean, there wasn't, but it basically was. And ever since then, my internet hasn't been great. I did see a storm. I saw the uh, St. John's Red Storm. It was pretty, pretty intense yesterday. A lot of big thunder and lightning. Yeah. But it, I sound fine to you. There's no delay or anything. Sound fine. You look fine. The clean feed recording looks pretty good okay all right we'll, we'll keep going um so what were we even talking about oh, the ciabatta yeah so ciabatta is like a professor who thinks that their class is the only class that you're taking and gives you so much homework that you can't really either you can't do it either you can do it and have no social life or you have to choose between doing that homework and the homework of all your other classes. Right. You end up presenting the, the class and the, and the homework itself. You don't, you don't fall in love with the, the learning of the, the, of, the, of the content. Yeah, and if you're like me, and I think a lot of people, you just figure out how to manipulate the system to your benefit. Sure. So that's, not, that's, not, that's no good either. It's not great. But that's what we do. We figure out the ways to solve these problems. Yeah, but it's in the long run. I think it's harmful to society. But th- that's what Shabbat is. That's what Shabbat is doing. But when Shabbat brings in the turkey burger or any sort of burger, that better believe solve, it solves that problem. And you better believe you better believe that's going to be delicious. Yeah. Uh, so that's I wanted to bring up. And then number two, I wanted to shout out Matt Hyams. Hi- I'm glad you glad you did that. I was about to bring that up myself. Yeah, so we had some some great uh, great banter Ina's banter on our instagram a lot of back and forth between you two matt hyams had my my back on the deadlift shrimp cocktail debate he believes as i do that shrimp cocktail is the purest form of shrimp and that uh anyone else is uh patrick chewing too much yeah i mean i'm gonna disagree with that but i appreciate it you got to respect someone who can stand by their opinion and, and feels passionate about it and could also respectfully disagree. Yeah, it was, it was a very polite back and forth and you guys both got across your, your points. You, you said that you prefer a shrimp and garlic sauce, was that right? So he said that his number two was sautéed shrimp with garlic, which I agree is a, it's an unbelievable, right. unbelievable player. It's got all, all the tools. He did mention, and I agree with this, is that you never get enough shrimp. Right. You never get enough shrimp, and do you need that much shrimp? That's, how much, that's how true. Much shrimp, how much shrimp do you need? I never get enough, but if I got more, would I want more? Maya more. I'm not sure you would, uh, especially if they're jumbos. A big jumbo shrimp, that's all you really need. A couple bites of that does me good. Yeah, when I have a jumbo, I eat a shrimp. Some, I say, look at my plate. And I say, there's only four shrimp here. What am I gonna What am I gonna do? Four How jumbo I... shrimp is more than enough. Two max is really. I mean, four jumbo shrimp. That's that's a whole uh, serving at most restaurants. It's a family of shrimps. Yeah, <laughs> but they're all the, all the same size. So maybe they're four, maybe they're roommates. 
<laughs> shrimp roommates. Well, you also had a funny line in the back and forth. I forget what it was. You had a shrimp pun, but I can't think of it. Dental shrimp. Oh man, this is this is good pod content. Good dead air. Oh yeah, the mail shrimp. You're, you're going to send out a mail, mail shrimp e- is very funny. Email. Our email messaging yeah. platform, Mail Shrimp, yes. Very funny. Yeah. TBS. Yeah. <laughs> We're cooking with gas. We're moving and grooving. Should we get into some highlights? Let's get into, to get into some highlights. Beautiful. You want to get on base? I'll get on base. My highlights, they're not, they're not, um, they don't jump out at you. They're not going to make a splash. Sumo? They're not going to go, they're, they're not going to go viral. Wow. But, okay. They're the type of highlights that I think over the long term are the type of highlights that you kind of want. So there hasn't been much happening. Um, it's the pandemic. It's interesting. So I, w- I went to Long Island for two weeks and that was like, oh, there's something that I'm doing, something that like Kate and I were looking forward to. And now there's really – and then I had that show, Pat show. And now Shout there's sort yeah, and in life, you need things to, to look forward to. I found that in comedy, you need I, – I, one of the reasons I had done the, or the recording that didn't happen because of the virus, I always like to set things in the future to work towards. You, sure. you're, you always got to set something that you're, you're going to – and that kind of gives you something to, to stay motivated. And it's odd right now because there's nothing you could really do in that regard – in so many ways, right? Professionally, it's hard to forecast what's going to happen in two weeks, let alone six months. In terms of your personal social life, it's like, I mean, I'm not really seeing friends. Not that I have friends, but if I did, and then... No new friends. No new friends. No old friends. Um, friend... The show. Fr- fr- friend and Stimpy. <laughs> and... And then, uh, like, I don't know, in the summer, we would probably, like, go on some trip or something. Like, even if it was just... Uh, this summer, actually, I was planning on... One thing I was planning on doing was going up to Portland, Maine and doing some shows. We had a, a connection. And then uh, maybe going around with Eric Seidel, a bunch of different states, doing something like that. Uh, that would have been great pod content. Would have been great pod content. But none of that's really in, in the cards, because of the virus, so and also I feel like Eric Seidel never shows his cards. No, and I actually asked Eric Seidel. I said, "You've been quiet on the Nemesis front lately. Do you got any anything to say?" And all he said is that he wants to make better steak in the oven. <laughs> Classic Seidel. Classic Seidel, keeping the cards close to his chest. I would love to know what he's been doing wrong. Like, like what? Well, well, I'm glad that he, he he himself is has a goal of trying to get better at something. Good for Seidel. Yeah, very rare. I, told for him, me I mean, all I just said was re, was reverse sear. Yeah, reverse sear. Sears robot. <laughs> Bankrupt Sears. Yeah, um, but anyway, going back to that, I feel like I've been making slow but steady progress in things that are within my control in this time. Uh, number one is cooking. Um, I, I feel like I've I just leveled up in a nice way. Like this Saturday, or last Saturday, July July fourth, um, I made uh, French toast. Lovely. If if you go by 
2003 Republicans, it would be called Freedom Toast. <laughs> so, do you remember, remember that? that? I do remember yeah. that. I remember that going into the cafeteria in school and being like, what happened to the fries, the French fries? Like, we don't do that no more. Yeah, Freedom Fries. I always I used to joke that I played in, in middle school and high school, I played the Freedom Horn. <laughs> Classic Lance. Yeah, but... So I made this freedom toast and Hala. Hala. That's your boy, nice. I thought about we've been doing it with like, you know, different fruit like bananas and berries. And I thought, what about instead of just normal bananas and I make them like more like candy type bananas? So I like whipped up this like honey, sugar, butter thing and I cooked them in that wow, and they were fancy. like burnt them up and they were they were amazing. That sounds and phenomenal. It's just something, it's like very, it sounds very simple, but it's something I just wouldn't have ever even conceived of even like, like two months ago. Yeah. You got comfortable enough to get to access this new level of creativity in the kitchen. That's great. Exactly. And then a few days before that I made, uh, I made this flank steak, but the steak actually wasn't that great, but I, on the, like to accompany it, to build it up, uh, we had these carrots, but I was like, what if I just like, make carrots like mashed potatoes and i did that and that was delicious mashed carrots yeah and then and then i all it would it was like a nice compliment you know made a nice a nice little bed for the the steak to to hang out on Mm. a nice little hammock and a hammock for the steak not the ham and (laughs) then i also made a toddy which is uh, you know that like Persian crispy rice? I've I do know this. I never had. I don't think I ever had it. But it I've was seen great. pictures online. Yeah, it was so good, and I I was like, oh, I could make this, and I, and I made it. I just followed the recipe, and it was very good. And now I'm confident enough where I could make it again, and I'm like, oh, I would actually do this now instead of you know just following the recipe. It's called toddy, like a hot toddy. Toddy uh t-a-h-d-i-g is and that when like you ta- put it ta- in the pan and you flip it yep that's awesome you should uh, I, w- I would love to see a video of you flipping that flipping that bad boy i'll flip that i'll flip houses flip saunders r.i.p flip flapjacks flip the some this guy i lived with for a few months who subletted an apartment i lived in <laughs> flip adelphia flip cup yeah all the all the flips Flip. I, I'm not. I'm not giving flip service to to the flip. You aren't. You aren't. Wow. These yeah. are fantastic meals. Good for you. Yeah. And then another highlight is I feel like I'm getting the same improvement, and like I've been learning French, and I, I feel like I could actually feel like I'm at, like I could actually speak. Like I think I'm gonna like start maybe writing some some stand up jokes. Awesome. That's I mean, they're not cool. gonna be good, but like I feel like I'm getting better to the point where I could like actually express myself and not just like ask where something is. Sure. Which is cool. Yeah. That makes make rewards. Yeah. That ties back into the freedom fries. You're, you're really, uh, yeah. It comes full circle. Yeah. Um, Have you been doing online, uh, conversations with, with people? Oh, uh, with, with the tandem thing. No, yeah. I stopped that. It was just like too much work. No. Yeah. You had to like always, um, you have to like keep the conversation going, and I'm like, I'm not, I'm not trying to date you, right? I'm trying to think if there's anybody I know that's French that would be fun for you to talk to, but it would be fun for you to like to have try to work on jokes in front of people in French, and 
Yeah, I don't think I'm like quite at that level. I'm gonna write a bunch and I'm gonna like share them with my tutor, and he'll probably he just like thinks I'm an idiot, but not really. <laughs> but like I, I very I'm more self deprecating in French than I am in English because I could barely speak the language, which is probably so funnier. I think I think I might be funnier in French than I am. Stupider, the stupider you appear, the funnier I think. Yeah. So that's why I love stupid comedy. Yeah. That's why I, I'm going to um, get one of those fake noses and mustaches. <laughs> um, yeah, that's uh, so that's cool. And then another uh, tertiary highlight going nuts is I had Chow House this past week. First Classic. time. Uh, went in there, talked to CJ, the owner, for a bit. He's doing, you know, it's a wild time, but he's. it seems like, you know, the Chow House is doing seems like okay given the, the circumstance um but it was just like really nice to have that contact with you know someone you used to see, like i used to see quite often and how was the quality compared to pre-corona it was great and Love it that. was it it, t- it felt even better number one we got it i i walked there and walked back which is like a half an hour walk each way yikes um, microwave it after you just had it no everything was like hot enough it was it was also very hot outside so i, I think Gotcha. Um, no, but the, you know, it, yeah, it was, it was all really good and it tasted even better, maybe just because I haven't had it in a while. Very nice. Yeah, so that was good. Chowing down at the Chow yeah, House. That's right. Some good highlights. Love that. Need that. Gotta have that. Beautiful. Did you get your, what was the, the, the top nine dish that you had? That was from Chow Oh, House. we didn't get it. Uh, the fish. The, um, like, braised fish. That's probably um, smarter. Fish probably doesn't we didn't, travel. Yeah, well. we were going to, we were actually, because we, we were talking about getting it, but we, um, yeah, fish doesn't travel great. So we got. They swim. They do swim. We got sesame noodles. We got spicy Szechuan dumplings, which one of the best things, vegetable dumplings, eggplant with garlic sauce, this dry pot cauliflower, which I really like. That travel Chinese cauliflower is great. It's almost more like broccoli. I don't think I ever had and, that. And then this three uh, three pepper chicken, which is like a lightly fried chicken um, with the, a few a few different peppers and just yeah, very good. Nice spread. Yeah. And then I had the leftovers for breakfast the next day. No, you didn't. Yeah. Cold? Did you heat it up? I actually had them cold because oh, it was so no. hot. Right, we so gotta end outside. It. We gotta end the podcast. You, you, this is it. This is the last straw. You had cold so Chinese food for breakfast, Lance. All right. So, so Sunday morning, this gets into my whole weekend. Sunday morning, I walked from the Lower East Side to the Upper West Side to feed my aunt's cat, and then walked back. And I woke up at like six thirty in the morning to do this because it's really hot. And I, I, I promised my aunt that I would feed the cat, so I wasn't gonna. Not I'm sure you, the, the cat probably ate a better breakfast than you did. I fed the cat. I'm sure the cat probably ate something I would eat more than cold Chinese food. It was delicious. Well, the, so the smell eggplant. of cold Chinese yeah. is gross. Well, the eggplant, the eggplant was maybe even better cold. Okay. And there's the most of the eggplant. The cauliflower was great. Everything, it was, it was tremendous. Yikes. That's, that's, that's wonky. Cold Chinese food for breakfast. That's the Lance Parker specialty. Yeah. <laughs> I'll open up a restaurant and I'll just serve cold Chinese food for breakfast. And it'll be I'll, very popular because I'll 
Yeah, actually, maybe it wouldn't because I have no experience in <laughs> running a restaurant or cooking Chinese food. But maybe um, you should act, you could act, ask for people to donate their leftovers, and you just serve the leftovers <laughs> for breakfast. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. I'll, I'll do a rival cold pizza for breakfast store. Just give me your your leftover slices. All right. <laughs> I think we got a rivalry going. I love a rivalry. This got this has sitcom written all over it. It sure does. Cold Chinese. That's wacky. Well, speaking of Chinese, uh, I've I, I my highlight from last week or, or of this week or both weeks. Mo cheeks. Jody Meeks. Who's the weeks I was thinking of? Is there weeks? Tough, tough riff there, but it's great. Um, speaking of Chinese, the Chinese government owns TikTok. I've been TikToking. I, I hit a milestone on my TikTok. I've been grinding on there. I, I got now 10,000 followers. Um, I found a little niche of talking about the NBA and talking about ball boy stories. I feel like I talked about on here a few weeks ago. When I, when I was watching The Last Dance, I was kind of inspired to look back on my time as an NBA ball boy. So I started telling stories on TikTok and I've been getting some traction with that. Um, which So it's been awesome. I have, I have a nice little following. Not the best news today, reading that the U.S. government is thinking about banning TikTok in America. So that's just classic JIGs, hitting a milestone and then uh, something bad possibly happening. But it's been a lot of fun. I have... Um, I go live on there sometimes and I talk sports with, with people and it's been like a nice creative outlet. I've, I've been finding uh, ways to, to, I've been ranking basketball movies, talking about my favorite players. It's been a cool way to put out content outside of classic stand-up jokes. That sounds really nice. It sounds like the American government's on to you and they don't want to get, they don't want you to get too big. It's so classic. It's absolute classic. I hit 10,000 this week, and then Trump is like, no, but we're done. Because he doesn't want anyone to be to get more coverage than him. Right. Which I mean, it makes sense. But I was reading also, the TikTok CEO is an American guy. Like, I don't, it's, it's interesting. I, I mean, I think it's overall somehow owned by the Chinese government, or the Chinese it's government too, monitors it. It's too much for me to get into. I even went on Twitter uh, today, and I don't really go on Twitter. And I was like, I, how does anyone even, like, my brain uh, warped within three minutes. I was like, how does anyone spend time on here and also maintain their, their sanity? It's the wild, it was, wild west. It's the absolute. It, it felt like, you know, um, I, I, it, my mind flashed to, like, a scene in SpongeBob where, like, everything's on fire. <laughs> that's just, like, what, and that's just what TikTok feels like to me i've never even been on it i see people repost tiktoks on uh yeah. instagram but just like getting into getting into there's a port there's a part of the internet where and podcasts i think are great because their podcasts feel like real life because it's two people talking and you could feel empathy and emotion and and some sort of understand it's a conversation uh but the internet like you get you get to parts of the internet and it's just like it's a different – it's like a lizard brain. Absolutely, which I, I love and I hate. Like having this this kind of following now on TikTok, I definitely get a lot of trolls and like haters, which I think I've, I'm prepared for because of stand-up and kind of have a thicker skin now from bombing a lot and doing open mics. Um, but like the internet is – it's absolutely crazy. Like last night on Twitter, there was a trend 
that Ellen DeGeneres died. There's like a R.I.P. Ellen uh, trend going on, and it's just like, anything can trend, anything can can gain steam. So much fake news, but at the same know, time, it, it's, it's it's entertaining. Well, it's 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 interesting because it's not reality, but then there's things that happen that end up being reality. It's interesting that you say with that R.I.P. Ellen when Kobe died uh, earlier this year. I saw that on, I guess, on Twitter somewhere, and I thought it was a joke because the night before, LeBron passed Kobe yeah, yeah, yeah. on the all-time leading scoring list, right. and I, I thought it was some joke of like how competitive Kobe is that he couldn't stand to see LeBron beat him at, at something, right. and then it wasn't until like literally five hours later, I was like, oh my God, Kobe, that's horrible. Yeah. And it's like literally it's you don't know... You don't. There's. There's no. There's really no indication on how true anything is, and it's yeah. very scary. Yeah, scary spice. But it's, was scary spice your favorite Spice Girl? She was. She was. I thought so. I remember when we talked about. Yeah, that. big scary spice guy. I went through yeah. phases. I was a baby spice for a boy for a long time, but then I grew up to scary. That's good. I was scared of them all. <laughs> Sweet sauce. Should we get into our top nine? Let's do it. Let's uh, let's fill up this top nine. I think we're going to get wet. It's hot outside. A key to, to the summertime is staying hydrated. It's it helps your mental health, helps your physical health. You got it. You got to be drinking a lot of liquids, and that lends to our top nine beautifully. Yeah, and our top nine is top nine beverages. Top nine, Pat. Beverly beverages. Top nine beverages queries. <laughs> Befer. Befer. You know Beverly Cleary's still alive? Really? Good. I hope. I mean, who knows? <laughs> no, I'm not being You were just like, asking me. I thought I, you knew. I might have jinxed it. No, no. I mean like we record this and the pod comes out a few days later. Oh right, right. Knock knock on wood. I got a little yeah. wood in front of me. But Beverly I think she's like hundred and four years old. Oh, good for Bev. Yeah. Well, awesome. Probably, probably drinks a lot of beverages. <laughs> Definitely drinks a lot of beverages. I am very interested to know, to hear your list. Um, I'm going to call that your number one is water. I Should I reveal it now? No, no. But uh, that's, that's going to be my prediction, that your number one is water or hot water. <laughs> like, let's see. All right. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess I'll, I'll predict that your number one isn't water. It's <laughs> wow. some other obnoxious thing that's made of water, but sure. <laughs> Let's get into it. You want to lead off? Nah, I want you to lead off. All right, I'll get off. <laughs> All right, well, speaking of water, my number nine is a version of water. It's seltzer. It's a bubbly water. I'm a big seltzer guy. I probably drink, it's probably the liquid beverage that I drink the most, um, it's delicious. It's refreshing. I love a bubble. Uh, I would say my favorite version of seltzer, my favorite brand of seltzer is probably Schweppes. I think they have a good bubble content. Throw a little lemon in there. It's absolutely delightful. I also love Perrier. That's like a fancier seltzer. Um, I'm not a big fan of the flavored seltzers, which has become very popular. I like a straight-up seltzer. Plain bubbles. Give it to me straight. Number nine is seltzer. That's. I, I figured you'd have seltzer at some point. I will say, I don't 
like seltzer, and it's wow. a me it's a me problem. I understand it's a me problem, especially especially being Jewish. It's almost sacrilegious. Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, even I do. I do. I'm glad you said Schweppes. Even like, I, I just wanted to shoehorn a joke of like it's uh, there's some sort of Schweppetism going on there. <laughs> but I, I can't nice. figure out how how it made logical sense. You're not a bubble but boy. I'm not a bubble boy. I just don't compared to real water. It's just it, it, something with the carbonation prevents you from. I like. I'm a gu- I'm a guzzle guy. I like to guzzle, <laughs> and the seltzer is guzzling before you even get to it. So right. it's like it's eating the meal before everyone else sat down. It's rude. That's fair. The bubbles do burn if you're guzzling. I'm not a big guzzler. I'm more of a sipper slash. Um, just uh, I'm a slow drinker. I like yeah, to appreciate. I'm a, yeah, I'm a, I like to guzzle. Guzzle me up. Interesting. Yeah, and then the worst is when this also happens with alcohol. But you know, like when you think you're drinking normal water and it's yeah, and it's seltzer. Yeah, you're in your, your mouth. Your body's in for a rude awakening. I love that's that. A, that's the same. I remember there was a bunch of times in college where like I would think that I would like wake up in the, in the either in the middle of the night or the morning, and I, I think a cup was water, and I would like drink it vodka. pretty aggressively, and it was vodka. Oh, that's gross. That's the worst. Yeah. I love restaurants that the Smith, especially in Manhattan, they they give every table a bottle of seltzer and a bottle of uh, regular water. It's pretty nice. I think that's a nice move. Yeah, that is a nice move. What's interesting too is seltzer is the go-to water, and I mean, I know in Europe you get seltzer before you get bottled water. Right. I, I like that. I like that a lot. It's easy to make. It makes it makes the restaurant or wherever you're at seem like they're, it's a little higher class because they're giving you bubble water, bubble wrap me in yeah, water. And I think it has something to do with. I don't know what it is. I don't, I don't know why I just pretended like I knew anything about how it had to do. With, I don't know why, but that's good. I guess. <laughs> you, you you filter yourself. You're aware. Awareness yeah, is key. I did filter myself like some nice cool. <laughs> Wow, he is showing his cards. Eric Seidel would not be proud. This guy is showing, he's revealing his cards too early in the deck, and I'm going to call. He's all in. I'm calling. My number eight, which I feel like you're not going to like, is Cherry Coke. Um, my, it's my go-to drink at the movie theater. I think it pairs beautifully with popcorn and candy. Uh, I don't really drink soda anymore, um, but if I do, if I when I went to the movies, I would get Cherry Coke. It reminds me of childhood. It's sweet, but also got the Coke flavor. Um, yeah, cherry Coke. I am not. So, how, is it, how many sodas do you have on your list? That's the only one. That's the only one. I don't like soda. I never liked it, and I feel so fortunate for never liking it. I just have always thought it was gross. I had it when I was like five or six years old, and I was like, "This is disgusting." And I've never liked it. The only time I've really had soda is with mixed drinks where you like have to get like a rum and Coke. Sure. Um, and I never really liked it, but I was like, oh, this is probably a better idea than just having rum. Yeah. I do kind of wish that I never liked it, but it's, it's tough because I don't do this anymore, but like Diet Coke pairs well with like – with so many good, like with Chinese food, Diet Coke's great with, with pizza, 
uh, it almost like it like it's 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 like a pairing. A diet coke almost pairs like like a wine pairs with food. But I don't do that anymore. I've grown up. It's too sugary. It's not good for you. Just once in a while, I'll I'll cheat on a cherry. All right. I do like that quote. Like diet coke pairs like wine. <laughs> yeah. Maybe maybe they should use that as a a slogan. Yeah. If we were one of those podcasts that like quoted each ourselves and then posted that on social media, I would I would do that. Diet Coke pairs like wine. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I, I feel like I'm pretty lucky that I just never liked it because it's not healthy for you. I just, I just think it, I, I'm not a carbonation person. I, there, there is, I think I would definitely choose seltzer over uh, soda any day. But right. I just, I just never liked it. Yeah. As, and soda, Coke especially, is a, it's like addictive. Once, once you get into it, it's, it's like you kind of need it. So I'm a, it's... I definitely went through a phase, especially at summer camp, when they would have like vending machines. When it would be, it would be like a special treat to have Coke and be like, but it, 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 at summer camp is when you're you're most dehydrated. So drinking Coke is the worst thing for you. Yeah, dehydrated from having so much fun. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, I was gonna say something else, but I forgot. So. All right. Well, we can come back to it. My number seven. It's an absolute classic. That's also not good for you. I haven't had it. Actually, I had it last week, but I haven't had it a lot. Arnold Palmer. It's the classic half lemonade, half iced tea drink. They put it in cans now. Um, I think it's very refreshing. It reminds me of the summer. I actually had it on the beach last week. Um, it is very sweet and overly sugary. Can't add too much of it, but it is. Uh, it's a delicious drink. It's my number seven. I like an Arnold Palmer. I don't. I think it's interesting that he got credit for the drink. There's no chance that he is the first one to ever have it, right? Or the first one to like it so much that it was like people associated it with him, right? But it does. I love to know the story of how he, how he got his name on that drink. It it does fit like it's a nice poetic name for the drink, though. It's like I'll have an Arnold Palmer. Yeah, it's like Arnold and then Palmer. It's great. It's a great it, name. It doesn't always work with with um, like if if I said I'll have a Lance Parker, it feels like it's a singular thing, you know. But an Arnold Palmer feels like it's like yeah. the same thing, but it's also two different things, right? That's so a maybe great that's point. why it works because an Arnold well. Palmer is lemonade and I see, but right. also it's the Arnold Palmer. Absolutely, and if you add a little vodka to it, it turns into a John Daly. Is that what it is? Yeah. I didn't know that. Add vodka to an Arnold Palmer and get a John Daly because he's a real booze bag. Grip, <laughs> grip it and rip it. Exactly. Yeah, I do. I do remember what I was going to say. So with, it's interesting. So with food, I feel like I'll eat anything at any time. Give it to me. I'll dip myself in it. But yeah, with drinks, will. I am much less. Like I guess I would try. I would pretty much try anything, but I don't. I, I, I'm not. I'm not as interested in being adventurous with beverages. That's so wild. I think I'm the complete opposite. I could probably drink anything at any time, but I my eating. I need to have certain times for certain foods. Yeah, I think it may. This isn't why, but like I just there's been too there's too many instances of being like between five and fifteen, and like I just remember these. Uh, like soccer dinners. I played like on this travel soccer team from 
it's like fourth, not that long, but like these types of things where you ever play the game where like people, you'd have a drink at the table and just people would put all this stuff in the drink and then dare someone to drink it. Sure. Absolutely. I think I just have been around too many of those. And you're, I just, you're scarred. You had, yeah. you had trauma. I think so. Beverage trauma. Beverage trauma. Interesting. So this is going to make your list even more interesting. Yeah. But I, I just realized that, which is a very interesting That's what Braze Bits thing. does. Braze Bits, we reveal ourselves to ourselves, like looking in the mirror. Yeah, we reveal Parmesan. <laughs> oh, no. That might be an episode title. Reveal Parmesan. <laughs> wow, strong. We'll find out. <laughs> That's where we set the bar. We see if we could raise the bar. Singular wireless. Love it. I absolutely love it. So that was your number seven, Arnold Palmer? Yes, sir. I can't I can knock an Arnold Palmer. It's not on my list, though. On my list, number nine, is Glacier Freeze Gatorade. Wow. That's the light blue? Light blue. So Great. Gatorade, always a fan of Gatorade, particularly in my youth. It felt like it, it was simultaneously a, a treat, but it was a treat, but it was an earned treat. Like, you had Gatorade after you played sports. For me, it was usually soccer or basketball. And initially, I was a fruit punch Gatorade boy. But as I got a little bit older, I had two favorites. One was Glacier Freeze, number nine. And the other was Riptide Rush, the purple one. Oh, then, no. That was your, wasn't your favorites? It was one of my favorites. But then I remember one time someone saying that it tasted like medicine. medicine? Exactly. And then it tastes like medicine forever. So I always went with Glacier Freeze. I think Glacier Freeze is also great branding because you're really thirsty after doing a, you know, playing sports and you're like, oh, this is like a, from a glacier. Obviously, it's from the opposite of a glacier, meaning a chemical factory. But I guess a glacier nowadays might also be a chemical factory with the amount of pollution. Right. But... Gatorade, so it's number nine. Like at a time in my life, this would have been probably number one. But I can't. I've had Gatorade in the recent times. I've had Gatorade. It just I could taste the sugar. It's so much sugar. It's a lot of sugar. And I didn't. I didn't notice or realize when I was little. But now it's like I could. I. I'll almost <laughs> never have Gatorade now because yeah, I feel it's, like, it's I feel just, like we've aged out of Gatorade. Yeah. We. I feel like there used to be a time where you could have like be in a certain age where you can have Gatorade. Like with a meal, yeah. But it's it's kind of a teenage move. But I Glacier Fees is my favorite Gatorade color and flavor for, by far. Yeah, yeah. I think it's the best one. I, I still think it's the best one. Actually, maybe now. Actually, I think I, I would have the lemon one because I feel like it's supposed to. Be that one's sweet. also good. I like that one. Yeah, I think I actually might prefer that one now. But I think when I was little, I mean, the orange one is definitely the worst. We could all agree on that. I, uh, purple is pretty bad. I, it, it was it was medicine for me from day one. Pur- yeah, so we bad. could all we could all agree that orange is the worst. All right, <laughs> moving on to number eight. Wait, <laughs> wait. <laughs> all right, <laughs> moving on to number eight. I have sangria. Very nice. So, I mean, I'll do this with a caveat. I the last I barely drink drink alcohol now. The last time I drank was at a bachelor party a few weeks before the lockdown. Um, and I'm not really interested in drinking again. I actually don't know, like, I, I don't know what my status is with, with drinking. I just, like, the past really, last year I barely drank. 
I, I kind of only drank in situations where it was weird for me not to. Um, I actually didn't even drink at my wedding. I was planning on it, and then I just like I just never I just didn't. I was like, wow. It actually got to a point where I, w- I was planning on it, and then I didn't like in the beginning. There's just like too much happening, and then once we got to dancing, I was like, I don't want to be dancing and having a drink in my hand. But that I didn't need it, so then I just didn't drink. But good for you. Did Kate drink at all? I I don't remember. Probably a little, like maybe a little. You must but have had I, a sip of champagne for the toast or something. No, I decided not to because I, I realized I was like, I haven't drank. I'm just not gonna. You didn't have a sip of after the toasts. No, I, I love I love doing stuff like that. Like so, another like something I like doing now is like, especially not especially, but I guess especially like um, with college friends or people where it's like you know your relationship is more built around drinking. Um, yeah. I was at this engagement party, and I th- this was when I actually I had given up. I participate in Lent, but I give up drinking. I mean, I wouldn't do that now because I now it's like not anything to give up. But I like participating in Lent because I like giving up things. It's it's a I love it. <laughs> give me Lent every any day of the week. I'll do it. Um, wow. But there was a time where I was doing that, and like a friend had gotten shots for everybody. So I just pretended to, yeah, I you know, I pretended to take it, and I like everyone like, your shoulder. No, while everyone was, I just had, another, I got another cup, and while everyone was doing it, I just went like raised <laughs> up and just dumped it into the other cup. That's funny. Yeah, so I like doing, I like doing stuff like that. It's a nice little rebellion against established systems. You should give up cold Chinese food for breakfast for a lot. No, it's delicious. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, but sangria anyway. So I, I don't really know what I, I don't like. Also, I didn't. I kind of stopped because doing comedy, um, it just like you, I feel I felt like doing comedy, doing tours, you know, kind of being very busy and maintaining this busy life. Drinking slows you down, and I felt like I almost couldn't afford to, you know. Spend a, like when you're drinking, you spend a night. Not always, but you're spending a night drinking, and then you're like slow the next day, and then that habit could continue itself. And I realized the it just for me the benefits seem to um, reduce, 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 and the benefits of not drinking seem to rise and rise and rise. And I feel like it's gotten to a point where it's like unquestionably the benefits of drinking are so low to me. Interesting. Like the only benefit is that it's fun for a few hours, but I don't, I don't need to have fun. <laughs> that is, that is your quote from the episode. I do not need to have fun. <laughs> I have. I don't. I don't. I don't need. I don't need it to have fun. Gotcha. 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 But I mean, what I've been doing with drinking, like when you say drinking, does that count as having a glass of wine with dinner? Oh, well, I guess yeah, but yeah. For yeah, for me that's never done it for me. I feel like like I like drinking so sangria, right? It's like you're having a pitcher. One thing I do miss, and I think it's a little shitty, is like you're removing yourself from a communal, a communal experience, which is kind yeah. of shitty sometimes. So that's like when I would, um, sure. Like the, yeah, like the last time I did drink was at a bachelor party, and it just it was clear that if I didn't drink, then it would be shitty. Gotcha. Like it would be like a you know. It, it would be not participating. Like I didn't need to drink a ton, but just like not drinking at all felt. Yeah, it's, it's, um, you're part of the vibe. If you exactly. if you're not, then it kind of ruins the vibe a little bit. When you exactly. when you had the sangria, was it red or white? 
I I liked both, but I'd say red. I like more. Yeah, same. But I like sangria because I feel like it's it's um, it both enhances. Like you you have it generally with a meal where it's going to enhance the meal. Exactly. Similar to how people think with you know wine enhances. You pair it with certain foods. I've never been a wine guy, but I felt uh, sangria. I guess is a wine. I feel like sangria would do that, and I just like the uh, like the communal pitcher. Yeah, experience. It's a beautiful thing. Catch me in some some fruits, some fruits in there. Yeah, chewing on some fruits. Yeah, Jamie Moore. It's a pitcher. <laughs> Classic Jamie Moore. Yeah, Mariner. Yes. So I like that. And then number seven, also an alcohol. I got like nicer whiskey. Okay. So like nice. like expensive whiskey where it's like you're only it's like I don't know thirty bucks or something, but it's like so smoky. You know those like super super smoky ones, so you like yeah. almost can't even have more than one. Yeah, those are great. It's, yeah, it's just like and it, it's very interesting. I, I find it to be just a really interesting drink, and I've only had this type of whiskey maybe five times in my life, but I think it's a I think it's a cool thing, and I there's clearly an art to it, which I respect. The way it's and, made. Yeah, yeah, and like I feel like the types of bars you have it at. There's sort of this respect and richness, and I feel like it's at odds with a lot of like alcohol in general. You know, especially in in America, a lot of uh, it's you know geared towards binge drinking a lot of times. Not a lot of times, but yeah, a fair amount of times. But this like nice whiskey is like it's a, it's a totally different vibe, and it could be a little pretentious, I think, when done the wrong way. But I think it's also kind of cool, and it's like you you feel again, you feel like you're kind of in on something. Which yeah, I always like that feeling. Yeah, I don't have whiskey on my list, but I am a, a big fan of whiskey. I, I love like the whiskey glass and like having a like whiskey ice, like, like a, a, a big oh, like, whiskey ice. rock. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like. That. I, I think I'm an anti. I'm, I'm not a Dwayne Johnson guy when it comes to. You don't want rocks? Actually, rocks? Maybe, maybe I do. I, I have no idea. I haven't had one in a bit. A braised bit. It's nice. It chills it out a little bit, but it maintains the smokiness if it's a good whiskey and a good ice. Yeah. You know, maybe I just don't – like I feel like I was somewhere and someone was like so excited about the fact that their fridge or maybe they had like one of these ice makers that made like the whiskey ice. And I was like, this is the number one thing that you're excited about. That's pretty I – li- I like that. It's pretty exciting. I was like, you have more to offer to the world than the fact that you have something that makes blocks of ice. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a pretty cool freezer right there. I think I think it's it's fine, but it's not the number one thing. You don't no. get off with it. That's, no, that's that's definitely not the Chuck Knobloch. You don't want to get on base with a with a ice cube. And that's what's happening. That's not great. Yeah. All right, was that your number seven? Or that was that my eight? number seven. Okay. Coming in at number six for me is another alcoholic beverage. It is Malbec wine. I've uh, it's my if I had my my number one choice drink of wine, it would be Malbec. It's mostly from Argentina. Uh, I think it pairs well with a lot of great food, especially meats. It's like a full-bodied wine. Uh, it's got dark fruit flavors. Um, it's got a little bite to it, a little sourness. Um, like I feel like for a long time I used to drink a lot of Cabernets, which is also full bodied. But I feel like Malbec is kind of the crazy cousin of of, of Cabernets, which I I'm, I like. I tend to to relate more to the crazy Demarcus cousin. Malbec is probably 
Yeah, Mal- Malbec's the only wine I have on my list. That's what, yeah, Malbec. I don't think I, I must have. I'm sure I've had David Malbecum at some point, but <laughs> I can't. I, I never got into wine because I felt like you really need it's, – it's a language. You really need to, to learn it. And I, I just – I don't know. I, I never – like, I, I, you know, I, I've been to, like, Kate and I, I think we definitely have been to, like, you know, like a wine tasting thing. Yeah. Um, I feel like you'd appreciate it. I feel like you'd appreciate pairing, which is having a glass of wine paired with a meal that you're making. It kind it, of adds another layer to it. It's too much for me. It, it's too, like, structuralist. It's like, it's like, it feels like, it's like, I, I know this is a crazy, this is a crazy opinion to have, or it's like, it's not... I know the problem. I understand the problem is me when I say this, but it feels like it's like a. It feels like someone telling you how to be an adult. Interesting. So like this is what adults do. They go to wine pairings and they pair wine with food. And it's like, yeah, I'll do that if I want, but don't tell me that this is what I have to do. And it's so complicated. And it's like, I, I think I resent also. It's it. It's a status marker, but it's also very expensive, and it's good. It's like I don't know, wine is good, but it never really did it for me. And um, you can find a cheaper bottle. You can find like a, a twelve dollars good but, bottle of wine. But if you're, I know, but if you're really getting into it, you gotta really, really get into it. I don't know. I, I think it, it, I think it's something you have to base your life around, both with time and money. And I think there are better there are that may, there are things that I would rather base my life around. I don't want to spend a lot of money or time on wine, or at least right now in my life, I don't. That's fair. I think you would, you would appreciate that you can, people can have different like interpretations of wine. Like we, we could both be drinking the same from the same bottle and, and be tasting different notes, different uh, flavors, smelling different things. I, I personally, whenever I smell Malbec, I smell Odell Malbec Jr. Yeah. And people are always like, but one thing I, I feel like people are always complaining. Complaining? Know? Yeah. About what? It's not complaining. It's like another word. About wine? Yeah. Like what's the synonym for complaining? Resenting, uh, complaining. Uh, it's like something like a child would do if they're complaining about something. They'll do this to their parent. Nagging. Annoying. I have no idea what you're talking about. No? About wine? Like, that, I don't know. All right. I guess we'll move on. Interesting. But yeah. I, I do feel like wine tends to bring out that, that kind of word. <laughs> I don't know the word you're thinking of. You know? Maybe because you're, you're thinking about, like, when you go to a restaurant and they have you t- like, taste the wine beforehand. and it's like, Yeah, and people are always just whining about the wine. Ah, oh, wow. Jeez Louise. Jeez Louise. Really got to me there. I didn't I, I thought that was oh, that was good. Whining about the wine. Not not too bad. How do I yeah, not there that? there there is a culture of whining about wine. People like even the idea of I I I think it's kinda cool, but I also think it's the most obnoxious thing where, you know, sommelier will pour the thing and you whip you swish it around and Who's gonna say it's not good? What kind of, what kind of horrible person do you have to be to send back the wine? I think it's more. What I've learned is, is that it's more to see if the wine is corked. Sometimes they, they, they had. You can't send it back if it's not good. 
Or if it's not, if you don't like it, it's more if the wine's gone bad. Who's gonna know that? Is it very? Is it like obvious? I've I've never had a bad. I've never seen anyone anyone send it back. But being a Somalian is not easy. Being in Somalia. Being a Somalian. Being a Somali. Yeah. So being from Somalia. <laughs> yeah, being from Somalia is not easy. Yeah. <laughs> okay, my number five is sour beer, specifically. Uh, Brooklyn Bel Air is my favorite brand of sour beer. I've probably the past two years I've become a big sour beer fan. It's my number one version of beer. I like a tart taste, which Malbec is also. It's got more of a tart taste. Sour beer, you can't have too many of them because they're pretty not not sugary, but they're, they're usually pretty strong. They have usually a higher alcohol content, um, but I like them a lot. They're refreshing. They have a nice flavor profile. They. You can't really pair them with food because sour beer kind of dominates your taste buds and it's really strong. Um, but if I had my choice of like, – my number one beer is sour beer. Yeah. I went from like – so my drinking career, I went from you know drinking as much beer as humanly possible, which was like Keystone Light. And then I had like two years where I would – you know I liked craft beer or would like drink it because I was like – kind of like wine. It's like, oh, you're – this is the stage of your life. You're 25 years old. This is, now you drink craft beer. Right. And I like sour beer. And yeah, I think the sour beer was maybe my favorite of those like craft beer type things. Yeah. I like stout. That's like not, no, that's like heavy, right? Yeah, it's more of like, like the heavy ones. Darker beer, yeah. Yeah, I like that. But sour is good. Sour is good if it's like hot out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I So I host, or I guess still, I don't know, now it's obviously on hiatus, but host trivia at this bar, which is definitely one of the better beer bars in the city, ABC Beer Cup. And it's like known, the beers are always really good and it's known for being like a very good beer bar. Uh, but they always had like different sour beers that were good. Yeah, that's a defining characteristic of a bar to me. It's a great bar if they have a, a, a cool selection of sour beers. Yeah. Sweet sauce. My and then num- there was a lot of, because it was like a craft beer bar, there was a lot of sour beers, but there were also a lot of sour beards. <laughs> like men with beards. Who are in a bad mood? Yeah, because they're like 26 and I don't know, they think they should like have more money or something. Or or they're like on a date and they're like mansplaining. Yeah. 26, those are some Sour Patch kids. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of kids and young people, my number four is Shirley Temple. I love – I haven't had Shirley Temple since the 70s, but it was my favorite drink growing up. It was my go-to when uh, we go out for a restaurant, a little ginger ale, splash of grenadine, and a cherry. The cherry is my, probably my favorite part. Maraschino cherries are unbelievable. Uh, I have vivid memories of going to this hibachi place um, with my family and getting Shirley Temples and just – being a, being in love with them. Some people say that I look like an alcoholic version of Shirley Temple, which is always fun. Um, I've never tried to actually make my own Shirley Temple, which I think will be interesting. doesn't seem too hard. Uh, yeah, Shirley Temple, number number four. Yeah, my, uh, my grandma loved Shirley Temple. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, I don't know if she liked them or she was just like, oh, that's a drink that kids could have. So she made me them. <laughs> I don't know. I just associate with them. My grandma, she did like Shirley Temple, the the actress, also. Yeah. So maybe that was that was it. Um, I've had them. Like I, I would get them 
Because you know when um, at bar mitzvahs and things yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. when oh, there yeah. was a bar. But I was always when I was little, I was so intimidated by like going up to a bar. Like, do you remember? I guess really bar mitzvahs is where I think. But like the only way you could get a drink is if you went up to a bar. Right, it's the order. I I was horrified. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know for a, for a few years, a good few years there. I didn't know that you could order. You could just get a water at a bar. That's funny. because I didn't know about the the tap. You know the tap things. That is still an ordering water at a bar is still an intimidating thing to do because I feel like the bartender does give you a little flack because they're not going to charge you for it. Yeah, I, I actually I never have. Uh, I always will just like tip a dollar. Yeah, I do it all the time. Oh yeah, I actually think it's a good. I think it's a it's a good move because it is the signals to the bartender that there's a sane person in the room. <laughs> right. Yeah. I always feel like when I order, I mean, it's what especially lately, I've always you know I'll go to a bar, even not drinking, I'll always get something because you got to just participate. So you got to have something in your hand. I'll get ginger ale's a lot, but sometimes I'll get water, and um, I always think there's like a. As long as you tip, I feel like there people are bartenders are generally happy to. Obviously, it's a generalization of all bartenders, think, are, but yeah, I just think we're two good people. I think a lot of a lot of people will order a water and not tip. I guess tip, tip percent, tip. Nope, got nothing. Yeah, I'm. I, I'm too busy with trying to think of synonyms for wine. <laughs> <laughs> Are we talking about Shirley Temple? That was a good yeah. one. Yeah, that was my number four. <clears throat> number six. I guess so this actually goes against my dislike for seltzer, but it is egg cream. Wow. Great one. But egg cream, it's masked by the uh, the, the syrup, the chocolate syrup and milk. Um, yeah, it's so not really known for the bubbles. No, it's not known for the bubbles. It's a part of it, but it's kind of masked by the other products. So egg cream uh very simple it's just seltzer and milk and and usually chocolate syrup yeah and the way it's stirred up really makes it into the egg cream exactly that's that's the key you got to stir it the right way and it just reminds me of like of being jewish and like old older new york sure it and i i actually also think it's a genuinely good drink it's It's kind of a treat it's fantastic yeah. I think egg cream is probably is one of my dad's favorite drinks. He's a big egg cream guy, especially from this place, Eisenberg's. That's oh, yeah. District. Yeah, it's a good – I like Eisenberg's. I've been there a few times. Really good. They actually did a commercial, some kind of online video, and my dad's in the video saying uh, – like he has an egg cream in his hand. It's like nothing better than an egg cream. Oh, amazing. It's great. Yeah, Eisenberg's – the place they do hot yoga is pretty close to Eisenberg, so I will occasionally go there after and it's a different type of breakfast than cold chinese food but you know get a get a lox omelet at, at eisenberg's oh, can't, can't, go, can't go wrong yeah um but egg cream my favorite place to get an egg cream is ray's candy store it's on avenue a and like right across from Tompkins square park it's kind of this like classic it's like a combination it's actually there really is no place like it it's this pretty it's a pretty famous if you just google race candy store there's like a million um it's like just kind of like a more older new york establishment it's the the guy ray is like 90 years old now and he he still works sometimes but it's open 24 hours it's like beignets and fries and fried oreos and wow soft serve ice cream and it's very popular because it's like the last of its kind 
Um, but they have egg creams and, uh, I always like to get egg. Whenever I'm around there, a lot of times I'll just stop and get, if the line, the line is long sometimes, but if it's not, I'll, I'll just get an egg cream. Treat yourself. Yeah. You know, it's like three bucks and it's good. Do they do to go egg creams? You sit down. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Nice. Everything's to go. It's like a very small establishment. I, I definitely walked past there. Never been inside. Yeah, it's a cool place, and that's that's my, that's my egg cream. Do you know egg cream? I think the etymology of the word so echt is Yiddish for like high quality. No, oh. like really good, like like great. So egg cream. A lot of people say, "Well, there's no egg in an egg cream." That's the whole joke, this whole bit, the whole brace bit of egg cream. But it, it is probably, or as yeah, it's, it's as what I've heard is that it's probably derived from echt. So echt cream. Gotcha. Interesting. It's a good cream. Giggles egg cream. Yeah. So that was my number six. My number five is espresso. Very nice. Very nice. Espresso's on my list as well. Yeah. I mean, what could you say, but you reap what you espresso. <laughs> espresso yourself. Espresso yourself. I. It's number five. It's probably the most high-quality coffee drink, but it's number five because... I, I don't like the fact that it, it's one and done. It's like, you know, it's going to college for a year and then it's, it's, it's out of there. And I understand it makes sense for the espresso, but I, you, you can't savor the drink. When you say one and done, you, you, you can order more and just get like... I know, but you can. Actually, my dad will get triple espressos. He's yeah. insane. That's but what I do, I do as well. You don't, you don't need that. No one needs that. I used to, pre-corona, I would have like three, a minimum of three special shots a day, but I've, I've definitely... Over two, but you're, you're spacing it out over time, though. I usually get it like in one in one cup, usually over ice, and I, I'll sip on it for a long time. You're a monster. I am. Monster mash. Yeah. Are you um, Mike Wazowski? Because you're a monster. Yes. Th- that was... I tried. You know, sometimes you gotta... <laughs> keep, keep swinging. Yeah, sometimes you got to swing. Not everyone's going to make solid contact. That's why we swing. So, sorry, Razorbacks. Uh, yeah, so espresso, I always like you know, the romantic idea of in like Italy, I feel like, is where it's most romanticized is you have the espresso at the counter. And that's kind of a cool experience, but it literally takes five minutes. And then it's like, what, do you, what now? You, you ride, you ride the, the buzz of the espresso. I know, but it's just so... It, take, it takes two seconds, and, and then it's over. So you, you can't – there's no longevity to it, which is why it's number five to me. And then also I just don't have it as much because I don't have an espresso machine. And I, I don't really – I'm not really going out and getting espressos that much. I'll have it sometimes with dessert. And I'll have it every now and then, but it's not like – like if I have an espresso once a week, then it's probably – it's probably I probably have two to three espressos a month. Wow. I I'll, I'll spoil there. Espresso is my number two on my list. I love okay. espresso. I probably have espresso every day. I have an espresso machine in my apartment, um, and I'll usually if if I'm out and about in the city, I'll get an espresso. I've actually gotten an espresso on that place next to your apartment, the co- local coffee shop, Correct. many times. Yeah, they make a good I've never espresso. never been there. Is it good? <laughs> it's really good. You've never been there. That's that's no. funny. They it opened rock. up. It opened up after we moved in. So I'm like, we were here first, and it literally opened up like a week after we moved in. It's solid. It, yeah it it uh, it looks good, but I always, I mean, we we get our coffee from Puerto Rico, 
the coffee store Puerto Rico imports in Essex Market, and that's that's where I'm I'm loyal to. And then I'm also loyal to another place called Round K, which is also in close by. So if I like getting coffee on the run, I'll get that. I also do like bodega coffee. Sometimes I get coffee from our bodega. It's like bad coffee, but it's I, there's something about it that I just like. It's it's like it's it's not trying. It's not trying hard. Yeah, it's simple. And you, you get you get a large coffee for two dollars, which is it's kind of crazy, but that's what the, you know. That's yeah. what the costs are. Um, yeah, and you just have it, and you don't have to like worry about it. I don't know. A lot of times, I love, I love it as well. It's, it's, it's I, pretty good. If I ever am doing late shows or like I'm tired at like seven p.m., I'll always get bodega coffee. It does the job. Gets you a little perked up. It's cheap. It's easy. Yeah, it's bodacious. Bodacious. So that was my number five. My number four is so this is a general like smoothies in general. It's hard to really nail down. I, I just like smoothies uh, generally. Green smoothies. There is a time before work every day where I would go to this place, and it's actually there was one. It's like a very small mini chain they have like two i think just on the lower east side or maybe other places but there's like maybe three or four of them in in the city it's called hawa and it's like Mm. it's smoothies and it's they're good and they had a stand right like by my office and i would get a smoothie every day in the morning the same guy i might have talked about him on the pod it was unbelievable this guy would take 10 orders at a time have them all on his head it was just him and two another person they would make the smoothies with impressive impressive speed and never get it wrong and it was one of the most impressive operations i've ever witnessed and the guy was like so nice as well and that has nothing to do with like smoothies sort of but it was this experience that i associate with smoothies that i i really like and enjoy and it's that to me shows something that's like i'm not like wrong with monetary incentives like i do think they did make it like a good amount of money they just had so much traffic but it's like that to me is a skill that most people don't have that should be like very highly compensated, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know? Would you say this guy is a smooth operator? Oh, yeah. He was a smoothie operator for sure. <laughs> yeah. I can't, I can't knock smoothies. Smoothies are absolutely fantastic. Uh, I'd say my number one, outside of like the healthy green smoothies, which are also delicious in certain combinations – I love a strawberry banana smoothie. That's probably okay. my number one. Yeah, so I go back and forth. Like I always like it's like you know, uh, Kate makes a lot of smoothies and she makes great smoothies. I feel like a combination of like banana you always got to have. Uh, I like kale because it's like a healthy and it makes it kind of green. And then either almond butter or peanut butter. Yeah, some cinnamon maybe, uh, some blueberries. It's kind of if you if figure out the right proportions, then it's always going to be good. Sure. Yeah. And then I also like acai. I've been getting, not since the lockdown, but sometimes I'll get these acai smoothies, and they're really good too. I never knew what acai was until like a year ago, and I still don't really know what it is, but it is delicious. It is delicious. I think it's very sugary as well, but it's, it's somehow been branded as healthy for you. Yeah, I think there's certain versions of acai that are sh- like more healthy than others. Yeah, I've had acai bowls, never a smoothie. Yeah, they're good. The place actually, and I actually don't know how healthy they are, but Pliables, it's close. It's uh, on McDougal Street next to all the comedy venues. They have really good smoothies, although I don't know how how healthy the acai there is. Gotcha. Uh, Acai, nothing, nothing. 
Acai, three more drinks in the horizon for you because we're up to your top three now. Yes, sir. My number three is my favorite alcohol. It is tequila. Tequila tequila. Um, I like tequila because it is a an upper it's like a stimulant compared to most alcohols. It gives me energy. It doesn't really bog me down. Uh, my favorite tequila is Casamigos. That's, that'll be my number one. I like that Blanco tequila, the, the white clear tequila. I found that if I stick to a couple of tequilas, uh, I usually don't get hungover, which is really nice. I feel like it's, it gives you a, a good, proper buzz. It makes me more outgoing, and but doesn't get me sloppy jalopy. doesn't get me wonky-bonky, which is not great if I have like if I have a lot of whiskey or if I have a lot of other a lot of rum, I'll get wacky tobacco. Tequila, it's also my favorite having like one tequila before a stand-up show. It gets me a little loose, goosey. Um, I love margaritas. I was I almost had margaritas as my number three, but I've kind of grown out of I I prefer now just tequila on the rocks, tequila on the Dwayne Johnson. Nice. Tequila. Yeah. yeah, I mean, te- tequila, tequila. I knew you were going to have tequila, tequila. I just sensed it. Yeah, you know my body. I know your body. I would have been as surprised if you left out tequila, tequila, as I was surprised that you left out fried calamari. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. that was terrible. I, I do regret that. Yeah, I will say, uh, I'm going to reveal wax picks that, of your beverages after we're done. Mm-hmm. But he said... <laughs> this is what he said. He said, you could hear the disappointment in Jesse's voice when he didn't say fried calamari. <laughs> <laughs> it was, I couldn't, I couldn't hide it. It was absolutely evident. Um, yeah, I had fried calamari last night. It was unbelievable. I, I have, I have it too much. It, I, I'm ashamed. Your enjoyment of calamari, fried calamari makes me like fried calamari more. It's fantastic. I don't, I mean, I'll get it if it's there. The only time I'll ever really get it if it's at like a family style Italian restaurant. Yeah, you got to share. You're not going to be crushing your own. And I haven't been in that many situations lately where it's come up as much as the past. So like, for example, we used to, when I would visit my family in Florida, we would always go to like Carabas or just like other, I don't know, like that would be more. But now like the family circumstance is such where we're not really doing that. So, yeah, I feel like like I, I'm not I'm not in circumstances where I, where I could have it as much, which is a little sad. So maybe after the lockdown, we'll have to have a braised bits uh, carmines, braised bits carmines. That would be absolutely immaculate. Yeah, but tequila tequila is solid. I mean, I, I do feel like out of the liquors, it's the most drinkable um, in terms of like taking a shot. Yeah, lime and salt. Makes it makes it more tolerable though. I don't you don't really need it anymore if it's a good tequila. Yeah, and I do kind of enjoy that ritual. It feels like it's like a nice a nice little thing. It's a bonding, yeah. It's more of a bonding thing. Everyone, you know, you pass the salt around, exactly. The lime. It's kind of nice. I love it. I love it. If I had to take a shot, I w- it would be tequila. That's that'd be my goal for us to take a shot of tequila at Carmine's and then crush some calamari. All right. I'm not. I'm not agreeing to it, but. You just said all right. I'm clipping said, that up. I'm clipping that up. I said all, I said all right, like not as an affirmative, like as I acknowledge what you said, but I wasn't saying. That's what okay. the news does. That's what our media does. Our country does. We clip up things. We misinterpret it. You said all right. I heard that. That's as true. Confirmation. I don't think you shared this on the pod, but if you did, I was going to say this. 
you said during your show um, the at the diner parking yeah. lot, yeah. the back of your head made CNN, right? It did. It did. I don't think I talked about it. There, there you did. There was an article about that show, and there's a picture of the back of my head. Yeah. So what I was going to say to that is CNN uh, showed the back of your head, but Fox News reported that the front of your head was cut out <laughs> of the show. <laughs> it's all about context. It's yeah. all about context. That's funny. Yeah, back. I had it. I had it geared up and ready to go, but you didn't. Uh, you didn't mention it. It's, that's another. It's, that's the, the back of my head is is like the fried calamari. That's uh, I, I just keep missing these big things. But what are you going to do? Only so much things I can talk about on Bray's Biss. It's a lot of gold. Yeah, Ari gold. True. Whack Goldberg. <laughs> Wacky G. I wonder how he's going to do on my, my liquid list. We haven't had a lot of liquids recently together, um, but we have exchanged liquids. My number two is espresso. <laughs> uh, we've talked about espresso. I love espresso. I'm usually hopped up on espresso. In my heyday, I could have five espresso shots a day, which is way too much. I've realized that, especially with stand-up, I had to learn the hard way that espresso mm-hmm. used to really make me more nervous than I needed to be for stand-up. It would make me talk too fast. It would make me jittery when I didn't need to be. So I found a good balance of, of how much. I think two to three shots is pretty good for me, and I have to have it a few hours before I perform. Uh, and I ideally like espresso over ice. That's um, interesting. Yeah. That's interesting that you couldn't wax poetic with espresso. <laughs> it's bad. You were an Edgar Allan espresso. <laughs> I'm espressing myself. That's yeah. what I do. Did you say you like espresso, espresso over rice? <laughs> Is that what you said? Oh, over ice. Over ice. Espresso over Condoleezza rice. Uh, no. Espresso over rice. It's, that's funny. So you know what I think? I, um, I've been watching this show, Midnight Diner, on Netflix, and it's great. Uh, it's this Japanese show about this guy who runs a diner, but there's a lot of rice in the show. And I've been no. thinking about it so much that I think my brain went to rice. Gotcha. I watched the first episode. I thought it was great. I got to like keep watching. So there's a few of them. Um, or, or there's like, I guess there's one that I think it was another series and one that Netflix adapted. I'm I'm watching the one that's like, one of them is called Tokyo Stories. I'm not watching that one. I'm watching the other one. I think that might have been the one that I saw. Was is, one, one, is one a documentary and one a scripted show? Or is it, are they both I'm not, scripted? I'm not sure. The one I'm watching is definitely scripted. Yeah. The first ep- was the first episode about the Yakuza guy. No. With the octopus? No. Okay, then we're watching different ones. But it's probably the same thing. It's very similar. Both well done. Yeah. Shout out to our Japanese listeners also. Absolutely. Shout out Pat. Shout out to Pat. My number one, I mean, you kind of called it. It's an obnoxious drink. It is... uh, it's 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 a, it's a frozen pina colada. I love pina coladas. I go nuts for pina coladas. It's my my go to if I can. If there's like a beach bar, if there's if if you're like at a pool bar for some reason, um, coconut milk, pineapple, some rum. I don't mind a virgin pina colada. It's just it's the most refreshing hot summer day drink. Not good for you. Very sugary. Very bad for you. Obviously, but. Pina colada is my number one drink of all time. I'll, I'll take a bath in pina colada. Um, I would love to marry a pina colada if I could. So I can't say I'm surprised. <laughs> Am I disappointed? 
I mean, not really, because I'm I'm not surprised. (laughs) I knew it was going to be something of this nature. I am am glad that it wasn't Bloody Mary. Yeah. I I thought it was going to be a margarita, but I knew it was going to be something obnoxious and ridiculous. (laughs) And that's fine. You know, we're different when it comes to beverages. I stand by it. I I mean, I would... I could have pina coladas with every meal. It's just the best. I don't know. There's there's something about those it, those types of drinks feel to me. It's like an the emperor has no clothes situation where there's 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 like they're kind of dressed up to be like this is this is paradise. This is living. This is. But then you, oh, but then, but then you finish it. it. You finish it, and it's like what now? It feels it, so it feels so empty to me. You got a belly full of coconut milk. What's what what's better than that? That's paradise. You know what I don't like? Because it's like people in like an office environment, they'll be like, oh man, can't wait to get to the weekend, you know, have those margaritas or sit by the beach and have those pina coladas. But then it's like, I don't know, there's, a, there's an emptiness to it that's around, like, I don't know why, but I, I feel like to me it's hard to, and I'm not saying this as a, I don't think you fit into this category, but in my mind, I don't like where this is going. <laughs> Like having a lot of pina coladas is also coincides with having an empty inner life. (laughs) (laughs) That is that is one of the worst slams you've ever had on me. Uh, But I'm not saying. But I'm not saying it applies. Like so, I'm saying this doesn't apply to you. But I think, like, I'm not a pina colada guy. I'm not the guy. Like you see me. Yes, that that's what I'm saying. So I feel like, like I, I feel like it's more likely for that to happen. I'm not saying that you have that, but I'm saying that I might do a docu- I, I might do a documentary and try to interview people. Go go to these like tropical bars and interview everyone drinking pina colada and see what they're really about. See if they don't have it in their life. <laughs> I think that would be amazing. It would be it'd be unbelievable. I actually think you would end up getting. You know what I think? Maybe it's not that you have an empty inner life, but that it's repressing something deep and profound. And instead of instead of coming out with it, it's it's the pina coladas are masking it, and it's going to take someone to make that documentary for pina coladas to be interesting. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, I I don't know. I don't know what to say. All right. Well, I'll do my top three. Uh, Number three, I, I have so I have peppermint tea, but it's just kind of it's tea in general. I'm on a peppermint tea kick right now. Tea I never really got into until a few years ago, but love love me some tea. Uh, I like black Spilled tea. tea. Spill the tea. That's a popular uh, phrase now. It is. Do you know, I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's been uh, popularized by the gay community slash drag queen community. Like spill okay. the tea, queen. Spill the tea, girlfriend. Okay. Yeah, I never. I just started hearing it, and I was like, "All right, that's that's in the vernacular now." Yeah. So, yeah, I, I like. I really like tea. I think it's actually. I think it's probably not as complicated as wine, but there's a similar thing where you could get into the world of tea, and I think it's kind of interesting and, and fascinating. And there is something that feels. Um, it's like a maybe, and maybe this is how. I think this is probably how people feel about things like margaritas and pina coladas, but it's like harbor within the storm of life. That's fair. Right? 
And tea, it also reminds – I feel like it's more conducive. You could have it any time of year, but I feel like it's better when it's either rainy or cold. Absolutely. And it Absolutely. feels like – yeah, it feels like a shining light um, amidst the, the darkness that is the dreariness of life. And there's there's there actually is a rise of tea bars in New York City. There mm-hmm. There's a few like tea house type plays. I don't know how they'll be able to do – um, in New York, there's one in Montreal that we went to. I don't remember the name of it, but I, I liked it. So we went the first night and it was, I liked it so much that I just like went back by myself a, a few days later. When Cause of the atmosphere people. or cause of the tea? Both. The tea was amazing. And the atmosphere was amazing. And it felt like tea is like, like in New York, the establishments and the restaurants are all about turnover. You need right. to Apple turnover everybody to make money. Right. The tea is all about lingering. And that, yeah, and it, and I feel like you could really, when you have tea and, and more, I guess, you know, more sophisticated teas, there is like a, a depth to it that I think people probably also, that wine is probably on a greater level, but True. maybe, maybe they're the same, but wine is more, uh, I think there's like an infrastructure with wine more so than tea. Yeah, and I, th- I think tea's a little bit more straightforward, like you're not really... Like when you drink a sip of tea, I don't think you're really trying to interpret the different notes of it. It's like no. peppermint tea is it's peppermint. No, I, I like a lemon ginger tea. Is probably my, my favorite. Uh, that's a good one. Hot tea. Yeah, right now we got this um, turmeric ginger, which is solid. Amani turmeric. Amani turmeric. Yeah. Nice. Uh, as told by ginger, so that's good. Number two, I have coffee. I just, I just like the way you just straight up, just straight up delivered it. Coffee, I John Coffee. I, I wouldn't say I'm like addicted to coffee, but I have a dependency. I've been concerned about it at times. One time, I decided I just wasn't gonna have coffee for. Like, I realized I could not have coffee if I if I don't want to. At one time, I just didn't drink coffee for a month. Where I was getting at that point, I was having like five or six cups a day, and it was getting out of hand. Yeah. Now I'll have like two to three, which is still a lot. But it's like it's manageable. Um, yeah, coffee is just just delicious, and it's also it improves my life, and I have it very frequently, and I feel like my life would be worse off without it. Are you a whack, aka black coffee guy? What do you think? Of course. Yeah. So this is what I think. <laughs> I think that adding milk is for the weak, and sugar is cheating. I agree. I, I've 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 grown to uh, be a, a black coffee guy myself, and I've it's much better. I feel like you appreciate the bean more. You appreciate the quality of the coffee. You don't need the the, the milk or, or sugar. It's, it's no, and there there's a there's a bitterness to coffee that I think some people don't like, but just embrace it, and it's it's great. Yeah, I like a strong coffee. Like I, I love espresso more than I do like regular coffee. But if it's coffee, if I'm making coffee in a in a coffee maker, I make it real strong, and I like like a like almost like a dark pretzel like taste to my coffee. Yeah, yeah, that's a good that's a good way to put it. And I'll I'll have a cappuccino every now and then just to switch it up. But I think it is that say Al Pacino. Al Pacino. Nice. Yeah, I'll have an Al Pacino and I'll also have my espresso with rice. And but I, I I'll have a cappuccino every now and then just to switch things up. But I do think you're, it's it's a it's a less fulfilling drink. 
That's fair. I, I, I do. I can agree with that. That espresso goes too quick, and that having a nice mug of, of coffee, it, it lasts longer, and it, it Dolph lingerins more. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, and it's it's reliable. It, it's both it's both enjoyable and productive. Yeah, which is very rare. Exactly, and it's. I mean, having too much of it is not great for you, but it's overall, it's not a, it's a great beverage that's not, doesn't hurt, hurt, it's good for your health. It's not bad for your health. I think you get, you get to a point where you definitely, there's that tipping point, yeah. but yeah, overall, if you have, if you have one cup of coffee a day, it's probably good for you. Yeah. And if you're balancing it with water and hydrating, cause it'll, it will dehydrate you, but it's good. It's great. That's right, and nice segue. Number one is oh, no. obviously. I mean, how could how could a number one drink be anything but water? Number one, water is the most valuable player of the entire world. Our planet cannot exist without water. The whole po- the whole reason we are here today is due to water. Water has unbelievable power. Number one, it gives you life. Number two, it take away. It takes away. It, take, it giveth and it taketh away. You need it to live, but at any point, if you mess with it too much, it could kill you. It's also just it's it is the best. I think it's the best tasting drink. It's oh amazing. I could have I could have endless amounts of water. Give me cold water. Hot water is not that great. I I, I do appreciate that you thought I would go that far, but hot water. <laughs> hot water's tea. Yeah, no, but it's, it's it has a flavoring. <laughs> this is. I mean, this is. It's perfect. This is this is this is classic land. I just, I just don't perfect. I don't. I don't. It, it also is the primary basis of every other drink. Like every other drink is mostly water. I'm certainly does, not anti-water. It does all the work, and it should get all the credit. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect. This is the plain bagel of beverages. It is. It is not the plain bagel of beverages. It is. It is a deity. It should be. We should worship water. Like water should be a religion. Hey, but plain bagel was your number one of bagels. I am saying that water supersedes plain bagels. <laughs> plain like, bagels made of plain made of water. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Plain bagel can't even be good without water. Water doesn't even need anyone else. It's just it's doing its own. It's good enough by itself. It'll 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 take help and accept help when when. When the when you know if it's feeling generous, but it doesn't need anyone. It probably it, water is pretty hell in the generous. I, I I enjoy water. I I prefer seltzer. I prefer bubbles in my water. Um, I just it's just uh, it's amazing. It's right on. It's right on point. Yeah, it's right on Elton Brand. We're gonna pause for a second because my computer is about to die. So I'm just gonna get my charger. But might need, to, might need to pour some water on that bad boy. That's how powerful water is. Water could single-handedly destroy this pod and all the software. If you pour if, a pina colada on that laptop, it would do the same thing. If you pour a pina colada on the laptop. But, but why, why, what ingredient in the pina colada would be the cause? The, the milk. Oh, okay. <laughs> Hold on. All right. I'm dipped back into the pool made of water. <laughs> Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Well, that was a spot on top nine for both of us. I'm, yeah, I, I thought I really it was good. It. I uh, before we move on, I want to uh, reveal wax picks. Beautiful. I love this. So, this is a great segment. This is the Wackoberg segment predicting my top nine. 
I, I'm loosely calling it Wax Yaks. I don't know if that's the best, but that's what we'll call it for now. So this it. is what he said. He doesn't. He doesn't. What I like about Wax Picks is he doesn't <clears throat> predict all nine. He uses like four to five. Sure, which is trying to overreach. Yeah, I think it's nice. So it looks like he got. I would say he got one and a half. Or really, he really only got one. But what you could argue. So iced coffee, which you didn't have. I have iced espresso. I like espresso over ice, but it's 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 in the ballpark. He said Schweppes ginger ale, which you said Schweppes, but you said seltzer, right? Yes. That was but right he, on the border. Right on the border. Yeah, I right on the border. It's not quite calamari level, but it's, it's right there. Fountain Coke, which you didn't have Fountain Coke, but you had Cherry Coke. Which I prefer out of the Fountain. I prefer a Fountain Cherry Coke. Yeah, so all right, between Schweppes ginger ale and Fountain Coke, I'd say that counts as one solid. Yeah, that's fair. To him. Bloody bad, Mary. Whack. Bloody oh, Mary, which I'm, on, whack. I'm glad you didn't have. Come on, whack. And this was I, this was definitely a wild card. You didn't have, but I could see you having chocolate milk. <laughs> it's a good guess. It's a good. It's. A, I, I don't. I understand him picking that for me, seeing me as a chocolate milk guy. Um, but I'm not a big chocolate milk guy. Yeah. He also uh, going back to last episode top five. Top nine seafood. He said that you showed a lot of brass Zeno being so disrespectful to calamari. Strong. Yeah. <laughs> so so it's interesting with wax picks because I feel like they're on point, kind of. But he, I think he's only gotten one per each. Yeah, they're per always each. in the ball. Always in the ballpark. He yeah. knows the brand. He knows the Elton, but he doesn't know what's underneath the jersey. Yeah, he's like yeah. I mean, it, he's like. Um, He's like a, a branding agency, so he like kind of knows kind of the messaging and the language, but maybe doesn't have the you know two decades of institutional knowledge right that right. you have be, right. of being yourself. <laughs> exactly. I like to think I like I know myself a little bit better than Wack, but the fried calamari does open my eyes that he might know my know my seafood version of myself better. Yeah, so we'll see. We'll see what Whack brings next week. But I, I like this segment. I think it's yeah. a, a good one. Keep yakking, Whack. Yeah. All right. So you got any ads this week? I do not have any ads this week. I got one. It is this week. We are sponsored by Poland Spring. Poland Spring. Do you know what it means to be from Maine? Do you like Kenny Maine, Gucci Maine, Maine Kiffin? Well, then you'll love Poland Spring water. Maybe made in Maine. You'll want to mainline this water into the main areas of your body. Is our claim to fame that we're from Maine? <laughs> Come on, we're not that insane. Rain has runoff and chemicals, so we ascertain that you refrain from veering towards this lane. Why Maine and not Spain? Hey, we're not Real Madrid manager Zinedine Zidane, so why don't you throw that question down the drain? Also, his uh, name is pronounced Zidane, but it didn't rhyme. Poland Spring Water. Stay thirsty, my friends. <laughs> wow. All-time ad. That is phenomenal. Put that, that copy... On a poster, I would frame that and put it over my bed. That was phenomenal. Unbelievable. Inconceivable. That was the yeah, That was just what they gave us. So I just read yeah. what they gave us. Great copy. Uh, makes me appreciate water even more. Yeah. It's real strong. All right, let's get into Is That a Joke? Let's do it. I'll go first. I'll lead off. So as you know, across the street from my apartment is a park of sorts. It's uh, there's a basketball, basically it's a basketball. It's like a tennis court slash basketball hoops, and it was part of Seward Park High School. Like there's a track. It's all it's kind of it's kind of whack, but it's cool. Um, but 
basically it had been closed the whole pandemic and like two weeks ago it opened back up and people have been hooping up constantly nonstop, day and night which you got you got to do it i respect it immensely it's mostly like teenage kids who it's like you've been cooped up in your apartment for three months and it's like a, a healthy outlet love it at the same time there has been some wacky weather yesterday i don't know if it hit you but it was like i saw the storm unbelievable monsoon like sheets of rain like it was 4 p.m and it, it was like pitch black outside from my window i'm just watching there's these three kids just playing basketball throughout the whole thing wow and i'm like is is this a, a mirage is this a joke i felt like it was like the 15 year old version of me like a projection like yeah. maybe like the 15 year old version of me did that got struck by lightning and died and then this was like a a ghost that's 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 wild it might be a, a a response to being cooped up for so long everyone everyone doesn't really care about it's about any repercussions going I, would def- I, would, I, would, I would definitely have done that I was kind of scared of actually thunder and lightning but in the city there's less to be scared about because it's going to hit a building right um, I think I probably would have done that when I was that age when I was like I think they were like about 15 it looked like yeah I probably would have also I probably if I was playing basketball now I'd probably stay out there I love the game I wouldn't I don't want it bad enough. <laughs> I want it. I got to want it to win it. And we true. want it more. Yeah. It's very funny that your is that a joke has to do with basketball because mine does as well. This past week, I played basketball with my DeMarcus cousin. We played some uh, two-on-two with his a couple of his friends. And my is that a joke is his foul calling. He was calling so many fouls. He is a... And this is back-to-back is that jokes on my Kirk cousin. Um, thankfully, he doesn't listen, but he's he deserves it. He's a big man. He's like 6'3", and he plays physical down-low basketball. He plays old school. He backs it down post-game, post-Malone, and he expects you, if he's backing you down, he doesn't want you to put a hand on his back, but he's backing it. He's putting his full weight on you. He's using his arm to 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 corral around you he's using his full force and the only way to defend that is to match his intensity his body with your body and he's calling fouls saying you can't put a hand on him i'm saying that's a joke i'm, I'm questioning is that a joke can i mean it's just overall playing basketball is great i love playing basketball it was it, it was therapeutic it was amazing i forgot how much i loved it but calling fouls on two and two is that a joke it's whack yeah i mean that is egregious filbin <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> How long are you sitting on that one? That's I mean that's episode title. That's got to be. Does he want to? What does he want? I mean, does he want to be a millionaire by fraud, or does he? Does he want to? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what he wants. This guy. <laughs> so number one, pick a basketball. You don't call fouls unless it really is egregious. Like yeah. unless unless you're going up for a shot and someone like. Wax your arm you. so you can't get the shot off. That is the only time to ever call a foul. Or if you're like going for a steal and you don't get any of the ball. No. There's no we fouls in pickup basketball. That's the whole point. It's like physicality is more important than in you know more formal officiating yeah. basketball. That's the I whole would. purpose of pickup basketball. So you yeah, you should almost you should never be calling fouls unless um, unless it's 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 so obvious. Um, and it kind of is a self-regulating thing because if you're playing really aggressive 
then the other person has to play really aggressive. Yeah. And if you don't, then everyone plays a little bit lighter. Exactly, exactly. He didn't, so, he didn't like someone else matching his intensity. He wanted to dominate, and I wasn't going to roll over. Yeah, that's, that's the joke. And I was so, not whack over him. Was that a joke? The question is, I think he was joking. Okay, that's good to know. Yeah. You got to the bottom of it. Got, you got to the bottom. Um, so my, I got QAB. My QAB, and it's, I don't know, it's, it's, like, it's just something I think is interesting. So I don't know if you saw this, but Uber bought Postmates. I did not see that. And it's like a company that I don't like buying another company that I don't like to like monopolize an industry that I don't think should exist. And it, but it, it's also at the same time, I don't think that should happen. Like, so now I think the, I didn't realize this, but I guess the DoorDash is actually the most popular of these delivery services. Mm. And I think it's not popular in New York. So we don't think of it that way, but it, it, you know, the rest of the country, it, it's, it's the more popular one. But so now it's like Uber, I think, well, now that it bought Postmates and DoorDash make up like almost 85% of this um, delivery market. And like, I just don't think this is, I don't know. I'm not an economist. I don't, I'm not a government policy person, but I don't think, number one, like, I don't even think this industry should exist. I think there should be like, Maybe if you really wanted to do it this way where people are too lazy to search restaurants is you do it locally. So like in your zip code, there's like, you know, the story of Queens delivery and you go on that site and then the money goes locally instead of going to four people in in Silicon Valley. Like that, if, if people are lazy enough where they can't figure out how to help restaurants that they like, then it should at least be local. It shouldn't be these you know, you know, mega corporations that don't really help your, like the, the economy really. Um, but I also just don't think like, I, I, there all the, like, it seems like every industry is, every, every, it is ruled by four companies and it doesn't seem like it's a good idea. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I didn't know that news, but it, it, it does make sense because Uber has Uber Eats, which I've never used before. And this might, I don't know, it might. Well, what I was reading, yeah, what I was reading is like Uber Eats isn't doing maybe as well as they want. So this is a way to enhance Uber yeah. Eats. And then also their, you know, their more standard business of ride sharing is obviously down because of the pandemic. Right. So, so you got to figure out a different way. Yeah. Yeah, I, I hope. I mean, I'm, I'm very guilty of using Seamless a lot just because it's convenient and easier to just to search for restaurants in your area. But I think during quarantine, I would, would if I got delivery or ordered out, I would call them more directly because I want to support the, the business and just learning. I, I didn't really know for a long time that Seamless does not, it, it takes such a huge fee and that restaurants don't like when you use that Yeah, overall for the most part. Yeah, I mean it's a um, it's a business of extraction. They extract rather than add, um, which is shitty. But also, I mean, if we'll say okay, say there clearly is a demand for it, right? Like people use it. It wouldn't exist if people don't use it. But why does it have to be these large companies? I, I don't understand why it couldn't even be like run by like this. Maybe maybe not run by the government. I understand why things aren't run by the government because the government could be inefficient. But like. Why isn't the thought to make these things more local? I mean, these are, it's not like you're ordering something. It's not like you're ordering a, a table from Ohio and you right. want it delivered to New York. You're ordering something that's 
within your your local municipality. So why right. why does the infrastructure have to be not in your neighborhood? I don't. It, it's QAB. It, it seems it's it's QAB, and I think it's just disappointing that like the system, like these larger systems, aren't set up for for people to think that way and for like businesses to exist in that right. way. That's where our country's all muffed up. Yeah. Well, my QEB is not as um, profound. My QEB is water getting in your ears from the pool. Uh, I am always, I would say every single time I go in the pool, or if I go into any body of water, if I go into an ocean, if I, if I dip my head into the, a bathtub, I'm going to get water stuck in one of my ears. I don't get it. I don't understand it. Uh, if I'm lucky, I'll be able to shake out the water if I catch it early. But sometimes I'll have to deal with water in my ear for a few hours. And having water in your ear is not great. I, I know how much you love water, but throw it in your ear. I think it's going to start to agitate you. Uh, it does not help you at all being in your ear. It hurts you. Um, very QAB. I don't really get how it gets in there. I don't get how it gets out. Um, does it sometimes go into your brain? Does it sometimes go into your body and just become a part of your system? I hope not because it's got chlorine in it. That can't be good. So QAB is just water getting into my ears. Yeah, that, I, I don't like that. Earwolf podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's not a, It's not good. It's, you know, you know, gold in my ear. You're Zionist, <laughs> but you don't want gold in my ear. Don't want gold ear. in my ear in your ear. Yeah. Especially but, your inner ear. Yeah. Um, so I don't really have this problem, but Kate is going to love this because a few weeks ago, she, I guess she gets this issue from time to time, but she like jumped into a pool very quickly and couldn't, um, it got stuck and she like couldn't hear for a little bit. Yeah. It, it hurts your hearing. It, it, it's, it, it washes around in your ear. It's, it's awful. Yeah. She was going nuts and it sounds very uncomfortable. I don't know if it's ever happened to me cause I'm, um, as my father-in-law has said, I'm, I'm not an aquatic guy, so I don't yeah. really, uh, I'm not, I'm not, I don't really go in the pool. I'm a big water. fish. I'm a big fish. Except except surfing. I like surfing, but I don't really have opportunities to do it. I, I, I think I like being in the water if there's like a reason to be in the water. <coughs> so if you're like surfing, you know, you, you need to be in the water to surf. What about the reason being enjoyment? Yeah, as I, as I said about alcohol, like I don't, it doesn't do it for me. What about when it's really hot? Well, surfing, I guess, is enjoyable. When it's really hot, that might, that might make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Cool you off. Yeah. It could, it could be. It could be a reason. But, um, yeah, there's some trick. Um, my brother-in-law's girlfriend knew of this trick that helped, but I don't remember what it was off the top of my head, but I'll share it with you when I find it out. Please do. Like, I would say 55% of the time when I shake my head and tilt my head over, it usually does the job. Um, but that's not, that's not the best odds. I, I, I usually – it gets stuck in there, and it's very frustrating. Yeah, if you can't shake it off, then, you know, now you and your ear got bad blood. <laughs> no one wants bad blood in your ear. Oh, uh, we're getting a uh, uh, a tip. So it's something with a blow dryer? It dries it out if you blow it in your ear. The blow dryer dries it out if you blow it in your ear. Blow dryer aimed at your ear? Yeah. Oh, man, that is a game changer. Thank you very much, Kate. That is an unbelievable tip. Yeah. Huge. Blow dry in your ear. How does that even? Does it? Are you blowing it into your brain, or does it come out of the other side of your head? Where does it go? 
Are you blowing it into your brain, or does it come out on the other side of your head? I slept, then I slept on that, that side of my head, and it came out. Got it. Got it. Very cool. Wow. Yeah. Live tip from Kate. This That could be another segment. Kate's live, <laughs> live tips. Live tips from Kate? Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. That was a good one. Beautiful. We're going, uh, this is this is one of our deepest, longest pods. Should we bring in the closer? Yeah, let's do it. A three. A two. A one. Two. Three. Four. Bits, 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 bits. Come on, man. Bits, 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 bits. Get it up. Bits, 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 bits. What do you say? Bits. What? Who? How? Okay. <laughs> Got a little Jewish at the end. Yeah. Very nice. Got in the plug? Uh, no, I don't think so. Braze Bits. Listen to Braze Bits. Share with a friend. Share with a nemesis. Um, yeah. I would just, I would, I would plug my, my TikTok. Follow me on TikTok before TikTok gets banned in America. Yeah. I guess my my newsletter. I have a weekly newsletter, inconvenience.substack.com. I'm bad at promoting it. I love it. I highly recommend it. I read it every week. Yeah. It's a good deep right. dive. Yeah, it's about uh it's about water. <laughs> well, I don't know if that's the best way to sell it. It's but... not about water. I don't know what it's about. I mean it's about like it's it started or the idea now is like it's a, a it's like kind of talks about like like so, sort of with like uber and postmates convenience culture and like why I don't, I don't think it's like a meaningful way to orient um like existence so it's kind of like i feel like a lot of it's based on that type of stuff right it's always very fascinating and then uh usually learn something maybe i feel like i like i feel like it's in like i feel like i could go in a way where i like publish something once a month but actually like do research into it because the ones they do are kind of more like their blog posts but I'm like right. oh I could I could go deeper here but I would need to do research like maybe I should interview people that would like be like a big project though so I'm what do you, do you think I should like do you like it the way it is or do you think that would be like interesting I think it'd be interesting to see you kind of go like in an interview maybe like a video like go a little deeper with that it's gonna be awesome all right yeah maybe I'll, I'll think about doing that maybe uh, like one like one of the topics a month to, to, to go yeah. do a deeper dive yeah but I don't want to dive too much and get water in my ear. No one wants that. Yeah. No one wants that. All right. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. This Appreciate is a good it. one. Good episode this one was. Great episode 33. All right. Peace. Take care.